0: Hey everybody, welcome back to my podcast. I'm Ms. Roxanne, and this is Ms. Roxanne on Thoughts, um, and we're going to be talking about Sword Art Online again, and this will an, it's going to be a silly-ization. Again, I'm probably butchering the shit out of that, and I'm very sorry about that. Let's see, where was I last time? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I just want to say... um, Let's see, where the F am I at? dun 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 dun, dun. How are y'all doing today? Oh my god. <laughs> anyway... I am pretty sure we got to... Where the F did I stop? Uh, oh, okay. Okay, great. Okay, yep, okay. <laughs> Probably just whatever. I've had a day, and I really don't care. So, we're going to start off with this, like, uh, this is season two. I swear, sort of, Azaleazation was really part two, Azaleazation Rising. I forgot I split it up, 1 through 13. But my dumb self didn't do that in the description. So, anyway, this is called The Crimson Knight. So back to this, the cathedral. Oh my God! Back to the cathedral, Carito and Uju retrieve their swords. Just before being tapped by, oh my God! How do you say that name? Decelebrate? I don't know. And one of the integrity knights, after defeating the knight with Kurito's help, Yujo recognized him as the same knight who took Alice into custody eight years ago. Oh my God! Why do I keep getting so many emails today? No one cares. Anyway. Uh, it was the same night that took Allison because eight years ago and discovered that his memories prior to this event were erased by the men, by the administrator as well. Recognizing their prowess, the of Bert reveals that multiple integrity knights are waiting for them at the cathedral's 50th floor with orders to off them on site. And on their way there, Krito and Yuju discover a strategy to deal with the knights when the when two young girls appear before them. So that basically, um, this dude, he was like in red. Uh, he wasn't in red at the time, but he's in red now. It's the same guy that took Alice when, um, at the very beginning of the story. But he doesn't remember, it. and when he did try to remember, or the Owen try to remember it, that um, his forehead, like a t- rectangular prism, try to pop out or something. That may have been the previous episode, but anyway, I just thought that was really bizarre. Anyway. Um, it was a really good episode, um, really, like, a bunch of action scenes in there. It really wasn't, like, a whole lot of story and stuff like that, but anyway. So, the next episode is called The Relentless Night. It's episode 15, so two girls introduce themselves as Lennel and Fizzle. Probably butchering that as well. They're two novices studying at the cathedral, but just as they approach Kripto and Ugeo, they stab him with poison daggers, revealing themselves as Integrity Knights. To prove their value to the other knights, uh, the two, tw- two little girls carry the immobilized Krito and Yuji all the way up to the 50th floor when um, Fanantio, vice commander of the Integrity Knights, awaits them. Upon arriving there, Krito, revealing that he saw through their scheme, had taken the measures to protect them himself, using the same daggers to restrain them, and confronts Fantonio long- alone until Yuji recovers. Yuji then uses Perfect Weapon Art Control to immobilize the knights. Okay, so this episode, again, was pretty decent, and I'm tired of getting notifications on my phone. Oh, my God, it's been nonstop today. It's crazy. Anyway, so these two girls, uh, they kind of gave themselves away at the very beginning somewhere, so all the people were, you know, told not to leave their rooms and stuff, but they left their rooms, so obviously... (laughs) Something was off there and so Kurito had did like a like a little art to counteract what was gonna happen. So anyway, really good episode. It was fun. Next one is called the Oh my god. The Osmotheus Night Again. Sorry about these. So, with Eugen's help, Krita defeats Faninita, leaving her critically wounded. To save her, Krita uses one of the special daggers the Cardinal entrusted them with. And despite uh, Cardinal's instructions to save the weapons for Alice and the Administrator, when Faninita is under Cardinal's care, the two take an elevator to the ADF floor where Alice awaits them. Crypto confronts Alice to give Yuji a chance to use a dagger on her, but missed the battle, a hole is opened up in the exterior wall, and both crypto and Alice got sucked through it, most of is despair, and the wall re-healed itself. So, in another good episode. So, this episode had a lot of action scenes. Fanatio, fin, uh, like, um, she is, like, has really insane weapon art control, that was pretty crazy. It was like a mirror one. And she was just like blasting like throughout everything. And, you know, crypto and Yujo went all out on her. And um, after we found out that she's a woman, they still went all out because I guess most people when they're battling her they take a step back and are, and don't give it their all. And that's what always pissed her off. So, anyway. Really good episode really enjoyed it so anyway next episode is called truce finally a word i can say correctly <laughs> oh my goodness anyway so with krito now staying on the wall of the church alice reluctantly agrees to work with krito to climb up to floor 95 where they can re-enter uh, krito uh, uh tends to tell alice about her true past and the truth about the administrator and after climbing up the wall for a while they encounter minions from the dark territory symposium a statues along the higher levels and then Krypto and Alice fight together to defeat them. Meanwhile, Yujo proceeds up the church until he reaches a great bath on 490 and captures something Synthesis 1. Again, crazy episode, but I think it was kind of nice that um, Krypto and Alice have like a little truce going on trying to figure out what's going on and you know she at least will hear him out. It's not so, like, I'm going to off you no matter what. Or, oh my god, that sounded dumb. But anyway, y'all yeah, get my point, okay? <laughs> so, with, um, everything that's going on, I thought there was a ni- they had a nice little bondy moment. And, um, yeah, it was a really, really, really good episode. So anyway, next one is episode 18 called The Legendary Hero. So, you two uh, confronts Berkeley synthesis one and traps them both in eyes using the blue rose full memory release. Yujo activates the secondary effect of the sword, which drains the life of all objects trapped within his ice. With yujo uh, betting he has more life than Berkeley, he tries to swing to Bercouli that he was brainwashed by the administrator and begs him to remember the blue rose sword, only to discover that it was Bercoli who slayed the dragon in the cave. Suddenly, the prime minister... Chundakin, who was annoying AF, petrifies Broccoli and captures Yu-Gi-Oh. Meanwhile, Krito and Alice take a rest before they continue climbing the wall, and Crito convinces Alice to listen to a story, including the truth behind her past. Uh so it's nice that Alice is hearing him out and um, will actually hear him out and stuff. And I hate the freaking senator, or whoever. I hate the prime, prime senator. I hate that dude. He's so annoying. You almost want to punch him in the face just for no reason. It, it's just one of those things. Anyway, I thought overall it was a fine episode. The action scenes were really, really good, but damn, that minister... That prim- that dumbass brought it down. The, the prime senator. Anyway, Let's see, not going to do the recollection one because this recaps all the damn events anyway. I'm already doing that now, so what's the damn point? So, anyway, um, episode 19 is called The Seal of the Right Eye. As Kurita explains the truth of the underworld to Alice and the truth behind the administrator and integrity Knights, Alice is convinced that Kurita is telling the truth. With Alice and Al strongly suspicious of the church, she vows to reject the authority, only to be stopped by the seal in her right eye. Alice struggles to finish her sentence, but by force of will, manages to yell out the remainder of her sentence, causing her right eye to explode before she passes out. Meanwhile, YuJo wakes up to find himself on the hundredth floor. Before he can attack the administrator, she awakens and puts Yujo in a, a suggestive state and tricks him into dropping the protection of his foot-like core. But at the very end, he said something about protect, I feel like. It was in one of them. Anyway, um, it was a crazy episode. And this administrator, she is, like, straight up crazy lady. Like, technically she's, like, over 400 years old. and But, you know, she worked back to clock to be in her late teens. I was like, mm-hmm. Anyway, it was just an insane episode, um, and the fact that Alice actually believes him and the seal of the right eye, that happened, and it just kind of burst like you just did. It was just crazy. Anyway, really good episode. Um, yeah, let's jump into the next one called Synthesis. Ooh, I actually said that correct. That's amazing. It's episode 20. So Alice wakes up to find herself carried up to the 95th floor. Krita initiates a tracking spell to locate Yujiro's sword. Finally frozen, bath hall floor 90, but Yujiro is nowhere, nowhere to be seen. To Alice's horror, she finds Bercouli in a petrified state and begins to cry. Bercouli momentarily wakes up and praises Alice for her ability to break the seal of her white eye and pushes her to move forward with Krita. Both Alice and Krita proceed towards floor 100, crossing to a forbidden room meant for the senators of the church, where they discover silver humanoid figures. Uh, once human, they are now trapped in paws and able to move and fed tubes, which is like so freaking disgusting on all the freaking levels. And, uh, discussive of the point effects manipulation, Alice and Krita capture the Prime Minister. Ew. But he escapes, and they chase him to a dead end on 499, where Yuzhou's synthesis 32 descends from a hole in the ceiling, leading to the 100th floor. Baffling episode, because you wouldn't think that Yuzhou would just like, oh, okay, I'll be whatever. It's kind of crazy to me. It was was a very insane episode, and um, it was just crazy to me. I thought Berculli was done, done, but he's just been petrified. Anyway, the next episode... Oh, so I guess we're jumping to part three. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> da, 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 da. Well, I might as well just do part three and part four, shoot. Sure. Anyway, this is like part three called Aceliazation Uniting. So this is the 32nd night, and... With Alice watching, Krita and Yujo begin fighting one another. During the fight, Krito tries to snap Yujo out of his synth- synthesized personality. Eventually, during the fight, due to the synthesis ritual having been rushed with no memories removed, Yujo manages to regrain- regain control of his mind. He freezes both Alice and Krito with a blue rose sword and heads up to off the administrator. Yujo pretended to be still be under the influence of the um, P.T. module that triangular thingy, (laughs) prison thing, uh, allows the administrator to put him in a day state and remove the module. While the uh, senator, prime minister, whatever, goes to inspect the results of the battle, the administrator attempts to resynthesize Yujo, but fails. Yujo attempts to pierce the administrator with only to hit a defensive shield. Metal cannot pierce her skin anymore, and the prime uh, senator... Gets ambushed by Creto and Alice, and the two force away way uh, out to the administrator's room. The three fight the prime minister, the dumbass Chunnelkin or whatever, and he provides to be extremely extremely skilled and a secret arts as he summons a fire element monster resembling himself who calls himself Genie. Ugh, that was just a gross scene to be quite honest. Ugh, ugh he is such a. Uh, ugh. I hate it. I mean, it's a good thing that, they you know, like, villains like, oh, you hate the villains, but I really detest them on so many levels. Anyway, the next episode's called, Um uh, Titan of the Sword. It's episode 22. So, Elsa, Yujiu, and Krito find themselves overwhelmed by the genie until Krito attacks, um... Chenelkin directly. Chenelkin is swiftly defeated by Krito after summon spiking his power through the Incarnate Arts, which typically changed his garments to those of his Ironcrad days. This allows the administrator to understand Krito is not from the underworld, but it's from, really from outside the virtual reality. After some conversation, the administrator summons a creature made of swords, which he calls Sword Golem. Krito Alice, and YouTube find themselves unable to fight against until Charlotte, the observation unit from the Cardinal charges, changes into a giant spider and holds up a golem. YouTube is given instructions to stab the dagger into the hole of the floor. After doing this, the portal opens and the cardinal appears and incapacitates the golem with a lightning strike. Heals Grypto and Alice and mourns Charlotte's death. I forgot I can say that on this podcast. I'm so like, I have to be like, oh, the person's off, we on permanent vacation. I have to say that on my YouTube channel. Anyway, this was a really good episode. I really enjoyed it. I felt really bad for Charlotte. I was like, oh, I love Charlotte. Why did they create characters with, like, so much meaning than off them, like, three episodes later or something? Like, why? <sighs> anyway, it was a really good episode. So, episode 23 is called Administrator. So, with the appearance of the Cardinal, Administrator serves the outside of Severs, outside into to the world in places... For 100 of that uh, church into a dark void. Administrator explains that the source of all the divine swords that make up the golem are actually converted to human units in the human empire. And the source of his lights is the PAT module. So her plan is to combat the dark territory is to create more sword golems from roughly half of the human empire's population. Cardinal proposes to make a deal with the Administrator, the Cardinal's life, for the freedom of Krito, Alice and The Administrator says and, be, re, and begins to relentlessly strike the Cardinal with lightning. Shortly before uh, Cardinal's death, Cardinal grants Yujo his wish to be fused into a sword. With Yujo now in the form of a sword, he shatters the Golden's Pietia model, attacks the Administrator, and cuts her arm. But the administrator does break Yu-Gi-Oh in half, and he goes bye bye. But that sword was freaking awesome. I was like, oh my god, that was an amazing sword. I actually really loved the fight scene and the action scenes. It was really, really, really good. I really liked this episode a lot. So we'll jump into the next one, which is technically like the end of part three, is episode twenty four, called My Hero. So, with Yujo dying and now unconscious, Krito fights against the Administrator alone. She shocks him by using um, sword art online sword skills, staying that nothing about the system she does not know. The besetted but human, Yujo begs Kirito, begs him to stand and uses his remaining life and blood to temporarily perform the blue rose sword, which is made of crystal, dueling, Dual wielding creature loses his right arm but cuts off the administrator's remaining arm and gr- uh, deals critical damage. The administrator decides to exit the underworld and summons the system console, but the prime senator only regains consciousness and latches on to the administrator, begging her not to leave him. With lingering fire, Emma still active. Channelkin and Administrator catch fire, offering them both. Yuju says goodbye to Kirito and dies with uh, young Alice's memory. Krito walks over to the system console and a communication line with the real world to discover that the ocean turtle is under attack. Uh, the Ministry Dude instructs Krito to take Alice to the World's End Altar in the Dark Territory for getting cut off. Critter then loses consciousness from the floodlight damage as the attacker shut the power off at wraith, causing a surge that strikes his comatose body. Okay. Baffling episode. It was purely insane. I gave it a A+. It was just a bonkers AF. Oh, and the fact that the senator... I forgot to mention this. Um, when the senator first was attacking them, Apparently, she, he, he wants a night with her and she laughingly agrees. And so anyway, when, they were some, when she was trying to leave and the dummy attached himself to her, she's like, get off me, you filthy, ugly peasant. And so he's like, oh no, we're going to, we're going to go bye-bye. So anyway, so we're just going to go into part four called civilization Invading I was going to go ahead and knock all this stuff out. I don't even know how... I'm, anyway. So, we're going to skip the reflection episode because I'm already recapping the first damn things. So, anyway. This is called In the Far North. So, a few months have passed since the fall of the administrator, and after the events of the first season, the energy surge in the ocean turtle has damaged creature's split light, causing him to become catatonic, barely reacting to outside stimuli. Fearing for creature safety... And life, he, uh, as he is known to be one of the individuals who defeated the administrator, Alice takes him back to the ruled village by writing uh, "Amayure, her dragon companion. Alice has since built a log cabin, settled it in with a creature outside of the town, where she looks after him every day. Because she is still deemed as a criminal, she is not allowed to live within the village. Despite this, she is regularly visited by her sister Selka and frequently employed to cut down particularly tough trees by. Barbaosa, the self centered landowner who, along with his tree cutters, looks down on Alice. Meanwhile, the integrity knights learn from Bacoli, which who was informed by Alice about the mysterious monster explained to the convert half the human population or human empire into Malice were wield sh- sword shaped weapons to defend against the Dark Territory. They have since been working to rebuild their ranks and retain the army of the human empire to prepare for the coming invasion of the Dark Territory. At the end of the day, Alice is still visited by eldry synthesis 31 who offers to execute kirito so alice can return to the nights alice refuses uh foreseeing eldry to leave that night kirito wakes up in a panic This still suffering from the light damage he has since danger in the uh ruled and now spots an orange glow and smoke coming from the village okay crazy episode oh my gosh but I really liked it because we get to see how everything is happening with Yu Gi Oh. Wow, sorry, Corito. <laughs> I am very tired. And um just everything that's happening and um it's nice that um uh, we get some type of um Alice being like more softer and nicer, but still very firm when she has to be. Overall, it is a really good episode and um the bonding with Selka, I really like that as well with the sisters. Anyway, really good episode. So we'll jump into the next episode, which is episode twenty six, called Raids. So with Rulid under attack by gallons and orcs, Alice quickly equips her armor and but conceals it beneath her clothes and flies to the village on a Maori. I'm so butchering that name, but it's like anyway. She finds a small group of villagers attempting to fight off the goblins while the remaining villagers stand back prepared to mount a defense. Alice attempts to evacuate them, but they refuse to defy the orders of the guards of the village. with no choice, Alice reveals to, be, um, to the villagers her identity as an Integrity Knight and orders the villagers to evacuate, much to Barbosa's disgust. With newfound determination, her eyes regenerate by force of will and she swiftly defeats the invasion. Meanwhile, in the real world, uh, Gabriel Miller and his team approach Wraith on a submarine. He and his invasion force have to control the main control room of the Ocean Turtle but are currently locked out. Asuna, the mystery guy, and their main staff at Wraith get a reading on the current location and decide their next course of action to rotate the control of the Ocean Turtle and to prevent Alice from falling into enemy hands. So, basically, what they're doing at the Ocean Turtle is um, literally, okay, (laughs) back it up. So, there are two control rooms, the main one and the sub one. Asuna and the gang are in the sub one, and there is a way to eject Alice's light cube, which has all the stuff on, on there, and they're trying to get it to the sub room to where Gabriel can't get to it. And so they're trying to figure options on how to do that. So anyway, well, let's jump into episode 27, which is called the Final Load Test. So with GloGin defensive systems now control the main control room, they found that the computer systems is locked down tight and that forcing their way into the cell control room or the white cube cluster is uh, not possible. Uh, Commander Gabriel Miller flashes back to his login session in GGO, where his team battled against Kirito. Grable logs out of the session to find himself back in the office at GloGen Defense Systems, where he serves as um, CTO. He sends an assignment from the U.S. government to um, seize the um, STL and the White like, Cube Cluster. Back in the present, Cable discusses the of the final load test getting ready to commence, which will eliminate the border between the human and dark territories to test the humans. In order to accomplish this mission of locating Alice, he must log into the dark Ms. Login as the Dark Emperor Vetta with his lieutenant, Visajo, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Login as a Dark Knight. Meanwhile, Asuna decides to log into the Underworld and attempt to save Kirito and escort Alice out of the Underworld. Back in Tokyo, Asuna wakes up from a dream of a experience in GG04. The competition was left down to two people, uh, her and a uh, subtilizer, which is Gabriel. Where Sublar easily takes her out with his bare hands, leaving her with a message. Your soul will be sweet, choking her out. Permanently. Uh, crazy episode. I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good, and I was kind of like, what is happening? But I really liked it. So, we'll jump into episode 28 called Dark Territories. So, during the dive into the underworld, Gabriel Miller briefly flushed his back to a childhood obsession with souls. After logging. Into to the super account rep- representing the Dark Emperor Veta, he quickly gains control of the army of the Dark Territory. General Sashta, being less than pleased with the Emperor's plans, confides on his top soldier and lover, Lipia, that the Emperor must be killed to keep the peace. Veta communicates with his, with his soldiers in the real world and retires to his bedroom, greeted by Lipia. Disguised as a concubine, Lipia attacks him with a hidden knife, but Veta quickly seduces her and offs her and watches her glowing soul leave her body. He flashes back to his childhood session with souls and fixation on a friend named Alicia. Convinced her soul must be hidden deep beneath her brain matter, he jammed a long needle into her ear as she went away. He saw a glittering glow leave her body and send into the sky. With the underworld, Veta addresses legions and soldiers and presents Lipia's, um frozen head in ice as a warning to anyone who would challenge him. Shocked by the death of his lover, Shasta uh, tries to off Veta and leashes a storm uh, of incarnation, nearly wiping out all the leaders of the receptive army. As things for Veta, he is sucked into a void where his soul, um, in, in his soul and disappears, leaving Veta unfazed. Meanwhile, in the Human Empire, Alice and Krita arrive to the Eastern Camp near the Eastern Gate. Uh, Alice discovers that the gate is going to fall in a matter of days, removing the barrier between the Dark Territory and the Human Empire. Okay, this episode was really good. It was baffling on how psychotic Gabriel Miller is. I mean, it's literally psychotic. I don't even know how else to even phrase that, to be quite honest with you. He is a weirdo. He is psycho. Who, as a child, was like... Uh, anyway, you need... Mm, anyway... I really wish Olympia and Shasta had longer arts because you are automatically rooting for them because they wanted peace. They didn't want to go to war. They just, they kind of wanted to be like, no, let's come to like a sun tower sun type of agreement. And they seem like really awesome people. But no, they had often this. Enti- that's what pisses me off about this show sometimes. Like, you literally have really good character development just for one episode, then you go and off, them. that's. Horrible, in my opinion. But anyway, anyway, whatever. Why am I keep getting messages today? Oh my gosh! Anyway, crazy episode. And the fact when both Alusia and Lipid died, the fact that they could see their soul was insane to me. Uh, I was like, what is happening right now? So anyway, let's jump into episode twenty-nine called "The Night Before Battle." Alice and Krita have arrived in a military camp outside the Eastern River Corridor, where Alice is being wary of Krita's safety. Alice and the other Integrity Knights co- work to come up with a plan to combat the army of the Dark Territory. Meanwhile, Ronnie and Teese, or Tess, learn about Yuji's fate and Kripto's condition are entrusted to care for him. With the gate just about to fall, everyone prepares for battle. That was pretty much the end of that episode. It was like a big information dump and everything, so crazy episode. Um, let's see here. Okay, I just want to pause it here because there's a lot of stuff happening. So. <laughs> anyway, um, that's it for this podcast. I am super tired. Um, The other one, oh my god. Anyway, that's the end of this podcast. I hope you all have enjoyed the podcast. And I'll catch you all in the next one. Bye, everybody.